This is the Bling Vieira Podcast. Got that right. And I'm your host, Bling. It is Thursday, December 23rd, the eve of Christmas Eve at 5.57 p.m. market time. Market is closed. How's it going? How's your trading day? Mine was not fun. It was just, it's exhausting. I'm, I'm not over it. I still love it. And it's good, but it's a lot of work. I think the most work, though, is like against yourself. It's really true. Greed is such, I don't even know if it's greed. It's like ego. There's a lot of it. Because again, I have like six or seven wins. I can remind myself all day, like you've had seven wins. Let's just take a little break here. And I'll still be like, nah, it's different this time. Let me get my eighth win right here. Everything just comes unraveled, falls apart. I have to start over. Most money I've ever made, and it's like the most money I've ever lost. No, I think I've lost more before, but... It, it was a rough week. It was really a bad week. Out of, let's see, four... Yeah, I guess it's probably like... Well, I guess we're on like week seven, probably, yeah. Seven weeks into it? It's not easy. It's just hard. It's difficult, man. But I, I'm getting better at taking the losses with in stride. Like, honestly, it, the idea of going out to the woods, yelling and screaming, kicking a branch, those big, heavy boots, it's not, it's not appealing. I, I don't have a desire to get mad. I get frustrated, but it's just like, oh, well, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next week. Um, but every bad week or every day, every loss, whatever, has a opportunity to, to what did I do wrong or what could I have done better? And I think in this case, there's not so much right or wrong. It's just what you could have done better. And I always say I just need to be better. I just need a better trader. But I was really thinking about it today over the last week. And I, I was like, okay, what did I do wrong over the last week? Or what could I have done better? And the biggest one was just be patient. Like you needed to be way more patient. You could have sat out this entire week and really missed nothing. And just a few episodes ago, a few podcasts ago, um, I said, man, this market's at 4,500. And I'm just sad. I'm just kind of bummed out that I missed some of that. And now it's at <laughs> today's high. The S&P 500, SPX. Closed today at 47.25.79, up 29 points, up six tenths of a percent. Today's high was 47.40.74. The 52 week high, you ask? 47.43.83. So we just missed it by three points today. Oh, we could have almost had all time highs again today. I don't. I thought I was able to like detach myself from that mentality of, well, it can't go up forever. And then the Fed, just blaming the Fed for every one of those old guys that just blames the Fed, blames their losses on the Fed. Man, the Fed, though, I'm kind of writing a paper. It's not, it's sort of a, what do you call it, an op-ed? No, it's just a, it's an opinion piece. Let's put it that way. Maybe I'll show you. I mean, I'll probably show you because it's going to be pretty good. 
But so far, just glossing over some of the data that I'm looking at and just sort of the direction I want to go with this paper is I want it to be concise. And I was kind of writing it with one like style, like, well, what about inflation? What about it? And it's like, no, I don't want to write it like that. Just write it like factually. And some of the numbers I'm seeing, like from, what was I writing? From the first trading day of 2017 to today, which is basically five years, okay? Because uh, January 2022 and January 2017, that's five years. So we're one month away from January, okay? So from January 2017, first trading day until today, I think it's 111%. So what, 25% a year, 20% a year? And if you don't get 20% a year, then the Fed comes in and uh, 100% over five years, just the market, just the entire. Now, keep in mind, during this five years, we had a president who was <laughs> it's fun at first to switch things up. But then that last part, those last couple months there in the last like year and a half, I was like, okay. Your opinion, whatever, that's just everybody was so like the politics became so toxic, just ruined everything, it seems like. But okay, so 111% over the course of five years, a pandemic that we've never experienced before. Yeah, like a faster rate of unemployment than the Great Depression at one point a faster, a steeper decline, whatever, however you want to say it. At one point, yes. Then the Great Depression, yeah. Those stories that you hear about, oh, the markets can do anything, uh, they can you know, go rapidly, fluctuate up and down, or just go up 100% every five years. Well, is it really every five years, though? What, what other data are you looking at? Uh, 2002 to like the last trading day of 2006. So basically 2007. About that five years, 2002 to 2007. How much did the S&P 500 gain? 2002 to that was before the financial meltdown and everything. I think we did run into some, it was after September 11th though. A year, yeah. Well, not too far after September 11th, but. Um, yeah, September 11th was like 3,000 deaths, you know, or more than that, but I guess with the World Trade Centers and everybody else, like that's, people didn't really, there wasn't a, a, a flux of unemployment really, I mean, not from a terrorist attack, like, per se, but. I guess, yeah, 2002, after September 11, things kind of fell apart for a little while. Anyway, from 2002 until 2007, five years, what, what, what was the gain on that one? Uh, I think it was 11%. Whoa, that's like 2% a year. Damn. And we're doing 10 times that now. 20% a year. Okay. Uh, what about from like... The first trading day of 2008, 
to the last trading day of 2012, another kind of five years, right? Yeah. Or I don't know, but it was like minus 11%. <laughs> the wind, the weather outside is frightful. I don't know. I probably should have those numbers up if I'm going to talk about them like all. If I'm going to try to talk about them like I casually know about them, I should probably actually know. Okay, here I go. Uh, that is the first trading day of 2007 to the last trading day in 2011. The S&P 500 lost 11%. Holy shit. Do you guys remember 2011, 2012 when the S&P 500 like wasn't doing 2% every year? And sure, surely it wasn't doing 20% every year. Yeah, it was doing like minus 2% a year. Okay, well, that's the markets, though. They, you know. 2012 to 2017. How about that five-year period? Nothing really happened in between there either. And Trump was elected at, at the end of 2016, in November of 2016. So he wasn't even a factor here. From 2012 to 2016... Any guesses on what the S&P did? Or uh, 2012 to the last day of 2016. So, yeah, from 2012 to 2017. I'm just going to make it simple. Any guesses in the back? Yeah. Oh, what was the... Okay, from the first trading day of 2012 to the last trading day of 2016. You need a reminder of what we did from 2017 to today? Okay, from the first trading day of 2017 to today, December 23rd, the S&P 500 has gained 111%. So from 2012 to 2017, 40%? 50%? No? 78%. So 78%, I think, every five years is still probably kind of high. But that is just directly out of a recession or whatever you want to call it, financial meltdown, financial crisis, in which banks were too big to fail, and they failed. So we continue to prop them up for some reason. And then uh, I think it's happened again to where they're too big to fail. But now it's like really too big to fail. Now it's like the Fed is failing. And it's like, uh, can that happen? Yeah, I guess so. Well, so is that the difference? Is that what? What's the difference then? Um, hundred and eleven percent last five years versus eleven percent from two thousand two to two thousand seven. I yeah, the Fed. That's the difference. I mean, economies, administrations, whatever. Uh, well, okay, I'm almost done. This is a hard episode to keep up with, but I, it's more of just like look out because I've got to, I'm going to be talking about it, writing about it, convincing myself. Um, yeah, that this market is done. And that's because from, from the high of on February 19th, 2020, this is pre COVID to today. So almost two years, let's just say two years. From that high to now, 
40%. So like, <laughs> I don't, uh, two years, that's 20% a year still. Yeah, we're right on track for another 100% another five years for your retirement. Uh, inflation, <laughs> don't, no, inflation doesn't matter. We use, that's if you're using money. We use like, I mean, just do a lot of like digital stuff. So you don't have to worry. I just buy my, all my stuff on Amazon. I don't, it's all through digital. So inflation doesn't matter anymore. Could you imagine being like a college professor? You like spent years in academia learning about economics and you're like passionate about it. And like your specialty, your specialty was inflation. Yeah. What is every, what's that city in Germany that everyone always, uh, I can't think of it, but everyone always uses that one. But imagine if you were like, your specialty was inflation. You'd gone to college forever. You spent a ton of money on college. You're passionate about it. You loved economics. Just for some reason, you just loved it. For some reason, you're a giant nerd. And then, yeah, you're like, you loved it so much. You wanted it to be your career and became a college professor. Uh, yeah, at one of those Pac-12 schools at ASU, Arizona State University. You became an economics professor there with a focus on inflation, inflationary economics. And you wear a bow tie and wingtip shoes, suspenders. You kind of have your own style. Kind of look like a lawyer, but not, but not a piece of garbage, not a total dirtbag, worthless lawyer that goes straight to hell. Uh, but you kind of want to look like one, just so, you know, can blend in with uh, all those eggheads and academics. When you're teaching your class about inflation that you've learned about, bookworm, for years, studied, hours on end, all those finals, those tests, now it's your turn to teach the next generation all about it. Imagine trying to keep a straight face when you're like, well, the Fed uh, spends about 120 billion a month or one and a half trillion a year uh, buying mortgage-backed securities and uh, bonds or treasuries, rather, securities or something. Yeah, $4 billion a day. <laughs> the, the Fed's philanthropic, philanthropic, whenever this episode sucks. I'm writing it down. I'm getting it more like concise and together. It'll all flow once I'm done. But... This is mm. the Bling Vieira podcast. It's not like I was even reading anything. I just, I know, just, you know, got some ideas. Good luck. Take care. Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you later. I don't want a lot for Christmas.